Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The Lord had placed on my heart to share with you the lesson today, when is your day of atonement? So let's go to the Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, love you, praise you, honor you, because you're worthy. Oh Lord, you are so worthy to be praised. Thank you. Thank you for the provisions you have over our life. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for going before us each day. We thank you, Jesus, for your perfect and precious blood. We thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice for us to live. Thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit, into this podcast, on this podcast, into every home, vehicle, wherever they might be at on this day, Lord. Bless them surround them with your presence allow the the spirit of you holy spirit to be so thick around them and they feel the presence of you lord thank you there's nothing like your presence we honor and glorify you on this day father we ask for a move of restoration we ask for a move of health we ask for a move of of safety we ask for a move of protection father We thank and love and honor you because you are truly worthy and wonderful to be praised. We rebuke any distraction that would come up against us or keep us from hearing your word on this day, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Yeshua, in your precious and perfect name. And we plead your blood. Amen. Amen. So what is the definition of atonement so when is your day of atonement what is atonement it's a it's a satisfaction of forgiveness of sins atonement is the reconciliation of god and humankind through the sacrificial death of jesus christ it is atonement is the human oneness with god so The Day of Atonement is actually celebrated on the evening of September 15th to the evening of September 16th of this year, 2020. The Day of Atonement is also known as Yom Kippur. It was the most solemn holy day of all the Israelite feasts and festivals occurring once a year in the 10th day of Tishri, the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. On that day, the high priest was to perform elaborate rituals, atone for the sins of the people. The sufficiency and completeness of the sacrifice of Christ is also seen here because there were two goats that were actually on the day of atonement. There were two goats. And and what happened is the blood of the first goat was sprinkled on the ark, ritually appeasing the wrath of God for another year. And the second goat removed the sins of the people into the wilderness where they were forgotten and no longer clung to the people. The sins were carried away. This was an act of appeasing the wrath of God. So it was an act of atoning for sin and removing it from the sinner. Both together are achieved eternally by Christ now. So when he sacrificed himself on the cross, he appeased God's wrath against sin, taking the wrath upon himself. Since now we have been justified by his blood, in the word of God, it tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 9, since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? 
The removal of sin by the second goat was a living parable of the promise that God would remove our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. And we can find that in Psalm chapter 103 verse 12 and it says as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions from us and in hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 and it says and i will forgive their wickedness and i will never again remember their sins so with the day of atonement the high priest just to reiterate this there were two goats one that was sacrificed with blood for the wrath the other one that they prayed over, they placed over, excuse me, they placed over the goat all the sins of the people. And they sent this goat out. That's where you get the phrase scapegoat. So they send this goat out into the wilderness for it not to return. And if it returned, they would push it off a cliff because they did not want these sins to return no more. It was supposed to show um, the resemblance of, it was supposed to show the faith that they had that God would remember their sins no more. And so the scapegoat would have to go into the wilderness and never to return. The blood was shed, but with Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, we no longer have to do this. We no longer have to take two goats and sprinkle the blood because the blood of Jesus covered the multitude of our sins. We no longer have to go to a high priest and bring these goats and allow him to take care of this for us or do the ritual for us. What's taking place is that we go to Jesus every day. We go to Jesus and get cleansed from our sins every day. That's how powerful Christ is. That's how powerful the blood of Jesus is. We have the opportunity every single day to have fresh new mercies placed upon us. So in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 26 through 32, in the New Living Translation, it reads, just so we better understand how important the Day of Atonement is and was. Then the Lord said to Moses, be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the 10th day of the same month, nine days after the Festival of Trumpets. You must observe it as an official day for holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Do not work during the entire day because it is a day of atonement. When offerings of purification are made for you, making you right with God, the Lord your God, all who do not deny themselves that day will be cut off from God's people. And I will destroy them, anyone among you who does work, any work on that day. You must not do any work at all. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. This will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you. And on that day, you must deny yourself. This day of rest will begin at sundown on the ninth day of the month and extend until sundown on the 10th. So the Jewish people, uh, a Jewish descent today still celebrate the annual day of the Day of Atonement, which falls on different days each year, depending um, September, October, depending on how the Hebrew calendar, how it falls, because they go by the lunar, they go by the moon, and um, that's how their calendar is put together. And then in the United States, we go by the sun. So the days tend to be a little off, but you can always look to see, you know, you can even Google the Day of Atonement and it'll pop up for you to let you know when that is observed. So 
They spend most of the day in the synagogue, spending about a 24-hour day of fasting, non-working, fasting, and in prayer. So as believers in Christ, we can use this day as a time to remember or observe what Jesus has done for us. We can do that. We no longer have to take the goats. We no longer have to go to the high priest, but we can take this day and honor the day in remembrance of Christ and his blood. And see, we do that every time we take communion as well, because we are asking for the forgiveness of our sins. We're repenting from them, turning from our wicked ways to have them no more and asking for the Lord to strengthen us, to help and keep us in alignment with him through the Holy Spirit. And so every time that we partake in communion, we're doing the same. We're observing Jesus and the sacrifice. We're observing Jesus and his blood and the power in his blood and salvation. So every day should be our day of atonement, being cleansed from our sins, honoring Jesus for his obedience unto death, blood and resurrection. And we can find, I'm just going to give you a couple of verses here. One, two, three, four, four verses. First John chapter one, verse nine. These are coming out of the English standard version. It says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. And I'd like to just put on that note there, so many people say, you know, once saved, always saved. But if you're not living a life for Christ, how could you consider yourself saved? Saved is having the salvation, recognizing the salvation of Jesus, identifying his blood and his uh, sacrifice over your life, freedom from these sins, but you're deliberately doing the sins over and over. Not so, because the word of God tells us that there no longer remains a sacrifice for your sins when you're doing it deliberately. And another uh, Acts chapter four, verse 12, it says, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So unfortunately, actually fortunately, but unfortunately for some people thinking that a pastor can save you, thinking that a church can save you, thinking that an, a specific individual can save you, not so. Thinking that drugs can save you or money can save you out of your situation, not so. Only by the blood of Jesus, only by the name of Jesus. There is no other name, and that's what the Word of God tells us. So by the name of Jesus, which is also in Hebrew, Yeshua, there is no other name. So when we call on His name, that's when we shall be saved. Today is always a great day to give your life to Christ. Repent, be baptized, not only of the water, but also of the fire and of the Spirit. If there's any one of you out there that would like to give your life to Christ today, has not received Jesus into your heart as of yet, I encourage you today is always a great day to do so. He will save you from your sins. He will cleanse you from your sins. He will throw your sins as far as the east is from the west and remember them no more because those are the promises of God. So if there's someone out there that wants to give their life to Christ today, to God be the glory. And what do you do? You open your heart, you confess your sins to Jesus, 
In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it tells us that if you believe with your, your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that he died on the cross and was raised on the third day, thou shalt be saved. And if you have done that today, to God be all the glory. Confess your sins, cry out, repent hand them over to Jesus and you say, well, he should know everything that I've done. Yes, but it's a deliverance for us when we when we cry out and, and pour out these confessions unto him of our sins. And then we need to ask him to fill us up with his fruits of the spirit, which is love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and self-control and faithfulness. And he is faithful to do so. And I encourage you to please pray every day. That means have a conversation with Jesus daily. That means to read your word, the true and living word of God, the Bible daily. It's so important for us to do these things. Congratulations, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing and we rejoice here with you on this day. To God be the glory. If you have already given your life to Christ, but you've backslidden, you were 12 years old and you kind of got caught up in the ways of this world. Today is always a great day for you to give your life back to Christ, to repent, to ask for forgiveness of your sins and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. And I want to run to your loving arms and confess your sins unto him. And if you have done that today, to God be all the glory. He wants to receive you back. Make sure also that after you have repented and confessed all your sins, that you ask for the Lord to fill you with the fruits of the spirit. Pray daily, read your word daily. I encourage you all to please get into a Bible study, Bible believing, Holy Spirit led and read for yourself so that way you can learn more about who Jesus is. Amen, amen. To God be the glory. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity of salvation that you provide for us every day. We thank you that you have given your life for us to live you had to die for us to live and we say thank you for that you set the example of resurrection father god and that we are going to be able to achieve the same thing after our life here on this earth to be resurrected and to dwell in heaven with you and we say thank you we love and honor and glorify you thank you thank you for those that have given their life to you on this day Father God, do a work in them. Allow them to feel and see you in a new way, Father God. Place that smile not only on their face, but in their heart, Lord. Place that joy overflowing. Fix that issue, Father God. Perform that restoration, whatever needs to be done in their life, Father God. Allow them to see and know and feel you and rest in your hands. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Yeshua. We praise and honor and glorify you because you are worthy so worthy and i will continuously say that you are so worthy to be praised in your precious and mighty name jesus yeshua amen 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 thank you so much for joining us on this day thank you so much be blessed remember you can find us on the world wide web at yourloveministries.us you can find us on facebook and instagram please make sure that you are looking for the heart with the cross through it if you don't see the heart with the cross through it, that's not us. <laughs> so please look for the heart with the cross through it. You can also email us, stay connected, email us at youareloveministries at yahoo.com. And it's all spelled out. Y-O-U-A-R-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S at yahoo.com. 
Remember, until next time, you are loved. Thank you.